When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. this time you did uh dust's vinyl up top and then you did a riff and then you know i like it you mix it up i gotta gotta keep it fresh yeah you do i think you just (laughs) forgot i think you just forgot you just did it backwards (laughs) (laughs) i'll do it different next week you just got confused i don't know that's you know we all have that brain you're just like everything's backwards all the time let me get a little energy (laughs) here with my rock star drink for a rock star show yes how's it taste horrible (laughs) <laughs> it's like antifreeze and red bull had a baby that's rock and roll well oh, i'm gonna throw up we'll throw up in the mouth <laughs> this is fun this is the death episode I love oh it. yeah everybody you can only talk about people that have died that's uh that's the whole the whole episode oh how are you dealing with death anything cool uh, <laughs> death in your life <laughs> uh, you have a yeah, pet that died I'm you dying inside died? Uh, yeah. dying a little inside every day dying inside every day Yeah. yeah. Uh, you chose this you know you chose this this life of being a gypsy guitar comedy guy yeah uh, yeah it, uh, it takes you down a little bit <laughs> it is it, it is weird though the whole thing of death you know what I mean I don't understand it like we work so hard for all these things and then it's just like for just, to, just to be sad and make somebody yeah. else that's really all it is you make well, friends, kind of show, guys. you have family, just whatever. Yeah. You're just surrounded by... They all die. They all just everybody. Die. Yeah. yeah. And if they don't, then you're the one that dies. That's true. Or you're just sad because they died. Yeah. Yeah. It's just great. It's going to be that kind of episode. <laughs> miserable the entire episode. <laughs> but we are alive right now. We are. Or sort of. Are we? Mm. We don't know. We're in another universe. I don't know if we're, <laughs> if we're alive or not. This is going to be a weird one, guys. I just woke up from a nap, so I don't know what I'm saying, if any of it makes sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, uh, we're here doing some stuff. You have a good week. We hung out. We saw we hung out in real uh, life. show together again, uh-huh. which is great. We had tacos at our favorite spot. We can't tell people because then it'll be everybody's favorite spot. <laughs> That's we true. We can't. A, secret, yeah. undisclosed secret Mexican spot. joint. Yeah. Yes. We don't tell people. Love it. But uh, yeah, it's always weird seeing you in person. 
So, uh, like, oh, you actually have legs. That's nice. Um, I say that you're the only one we actually see your legs. I don't even know. That doesn't make sense. It's not even funny. It'll only be funny if I said it to Jeff or anybody else. We always see your legs. So, that's a Zoom joke that doesn't work for you. It's like, I, I got two camera angles so that I can incorporate I the legs. So hacky I am. Oh, I have paint. I was painting furniture. I might sure. Oh, one time, nice. it's so funny when you try to do a joke and then like uh, you just want to do the joke, but the joke doesn't fit for what you're doing. I remember one time Lisa Lampanelli, comedian, um, notorious for doing race jokes. And uh, I remember she was in uh, she was doing a show one time and she was she was like she's doing a black joke like and she always did it to a black guy. But there was no black person in the room, but she was still doing the joke. She's like, you know what I mean, black guy. And we were like, Where's the <laughs> looking around, guy? there's no black guy. And she's like, you know what they say? Once you go black, we're like, there's no black guy. You can't do the joke. <laughs> At least. You know, say you're going to be my black guy to some white guy or something, but it was just so funny. All right. Oh, speaking of black true. guys. Yes. That's, that's, uh, that's an easy fix. You look at the most ethnic person and you yes. go, well, you're in this <laughs> yeah. room, you're the black guy. Yeah. You yeah. look unemployed and then you just like go after the guy. <laughs> hey, oh, all right. Let's bring like people have jobs. We know they do, they run everything. Uh, Comedy Hub does not support any of these ideas uh, <laughs> that I might just blurt out. Oh, whoa, Adam came before I introduced him. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's waiting for you. Jeffrey Paul. Jay's like, get him in quick. Get him in quick. He's right. going Rachel. He's going Rachel. Get him in quick. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff got What's excited because he started I saying racist again. stuff. I know. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. You, you up. Dustin, Anthony, <laughs> um, Adam, you guys all look really good. I look, I, I look awful. You guys look great. You guys really are looking good. We have better lighting than you. That's all. No, it is. it's not that. I'm getting fat again. Stop eating bread, bread and for, sugar, dude. I'm, str- I'm, it's not that. I'm stress eating. Is it for a roll? That's what it is. No, it's not for a roll. I'm eating a roll. But no. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you eat when you stress eat? I, I, you know, I just eat at the wrong times, and I just kind what of. What do you eat? Eating what you eat is very important. What are you eating? Do you eat like spaghetti? Like what are you eating? No, no, I've been trying to stay away from that. But I'll just like, like just just pick. Like I'll have some Chinese food. I'll have you know, which is always shitty for you. Um, yeah, you know, I'll have like a a, a a parmesan sandwich, a chicken palm mm. sandwich. You know, like, <laughs> like I'm not snacking. Yeah, you I'm got, eating, you I'm got to stop meals. that life. You have to eat like you don't have money. That's that's the problem. That, you're right. You eat, you have to eat like you're, you know, you're broke and you're just yeah. like, you know, you just, you're eating too. Like, that's the thing when you start, you know, when you're comfortable, you just, you know, oh, I'll just order this. And then you eat it. You got to like, you know, you got to rein it in a little and don't eat bread. dude. Bread takes you down. Bread and yeah. sugar, obviously. Keep the sugar intake down. Yeah. I mean, I lost like 10 pounds and it's like, cause I just stopped eating sugar and I stopped eating uh, bread. And like when I have a burger, I have a protein wrap, but they wrap it in lettuce and it's just as good. Cheeseburger, and it's fine. You don't need the bread like you think you do. I, I agree, man. I, I know. Yeah. And that's the sad thing. I know what I'm supposed to do. Bread is so delicious, though. Do it. it is. Bread is so good. Garlic bread, just. Yeah. Bread. But you, Anthony, you, I mean, you could eat like 15 pizzas and you're not gaining an ounce, but <laughs> most of us. Well, I don't, I don't eat a lot of sugar. And I don't drink anything that has but you've sugar always been it. skinny and it doesn't, you know, it also, I can, yeah, I it also doesn't hurt or it doesn't help when you're married to the most Italian person on the planet 
and everything is, you know, is good and is, it's always available. And I'm going to Italy at the end of the summer. Yeah. Forget she's trying it. to kill you, Jeff. Over. You know that. That's what she's trying <laughs> yeah, to kill you. She's trying to get rid of you. She needs her space. You got a life insurance uh, policy? Or yeah. What? She's like, huh, I have another uh, chicken farm, huh, yeah. Jeff? <laughs> That's what she's doing, dude. She's taking you down one Parmesan at a time. No, if we're going to do another death episode, it's going to be all about you. Thank you. Uh-huh. You, you. You should have played at the top of the show. Do you remember the song, All the People That Died by the Jim Carroll Band? Yes. Oh, yes. I should have learned it. Oh, man. Ah. That's a good. I love that song. Missed Opportunity. Totally missed it. What's that song? I don't know that song. You have to, <laughs> did you ever see the movie or read the book, The Basketball Diaries? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Jim Carroll. Jim Carroll. movie. Horrible movie. Well, the, the book is amazing. I read the book. The movie's yeah. terrible. Leonardo DiCaprio was not good in that movie. He didn't even, he, like, because Jim Carroll was a great basketball player. You watch, watch those scenes. Leonardo can barely dribble a basketball. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's embarrassing. It's like, <laughs> like, he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to dribble. Like, that was part of Jim Carroll. He could hoop. And then it, like, it's, just, it's, anyway, that, that bothered me in the movie. I don't know if you, if that bothered anybody else, but. When when af- when I didn't see actors it. can't aren't athletic and they're in athletic roles and they're not good at that bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes it works, you know. Any given Sunday, you bought most of those guys or you know, yeah, the white like men Jamie can't drop could catch jump, a ball. Yeah. Right? The what Woody Harrelson it? and uh Wesley Snipes both look like they can play. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I didn't buy I didn't buy uh oh come on. He, I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, I don't know Wesley Snipes either. He's like four feet, four foot five, man. Like he's, I don't think he can play basketball. I think he was just a popular black guy at the time. So they, you know, like Michael B. Jordan, that's an athlete. But some of these actors, they're not. I mean, he's this big. He's this big. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Wow, actual size. The actual yeah. size. He's this big. <laughs> he's he's small paint. than Kevin. You know, what were you painting? Uh, coffee table. I just, I just. Painting, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing exciting. Just a white coffee table. <laughs> Keep it exciting. Woo! All right, yeah. Wesley Snipes is small. That's what we're doing today. Yeah, and he didn't pay his taxes. He got yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, what are we gonna do today? We'll do. Uh, first of all, there's some birthdays, and then there's death. There's one guy, you know, Prince. His birthday, mm-hmm. and he's dead. We love Prince. It's his birthday today? Today, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Prince. And guess who shares a birthday, but not dead? Tom Jones. Oh, oh 83, wow. right? Birthday. birthday, not dead. Um, I like Tom Jones. He's fun. Oh. It's like, uh, that's the way you're supposed to age out. You know what I mean? Too old to be wearing leather pants. Just still singing in lounges and, you know, I don't know. I think he's great. <laughs> that's he's what I want to do. Summer. Wow. How old is that dude? It's got to be 83. close to 90. 83. Oh, that's not too Tom bad. Jones, 83. Wow. Biggie still bangs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. He's. I would have thought he was older because I remember more... he had like a, a kind of 90s revival. Mm, and I feel like he was all it was in his 80s in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> but then he would have only been in his 50s. 50, he looked yeah. like. He looked but like he did, an old remember man. Remember, he did the revival of Kiss. He did the song with Art of Noise. Mm, he did. That was popular. Yeah. So, 
I think you look back though, and you see people when we were younger, and then you we thought yeah. they were really old, and they were like fifty two, you know, and you're just like, you're like so, uh, de- so depressed. Like cocoon, like the William what's his Br- head was forty nine. Forty nine. He was forty nine, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's supposed. I mean, you think he's like seventy in that movie? I think some of them were older, but he was forty nine. I think that's crazy. You look back and you're like, oh my god! But they also like, I don't know. People don't. People didn't age well. Like boomers age like, but they don't age well. They just they kind of give up. A lot of them, and it's just I don't know. It doesn't work. This guy aged well. He's dead. Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Is it his birthday too? No, but he's dead. Oh, so okay. Just, oh, we're done with the birthdays. Okay. I'm pulling dead people. Dead people uh, and birthdays. So died on the we toilet. Two birthdays. We had two birthdays. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's a good place to go. It's comfortable. Yeah. He probably had a comfortable toilet. He was rich. I'm sure. Like the, I feel like he had the padding, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just white leather padding, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some rhinestones and then the rhinestones got a little like uncomfortable, but the padding like made it worth it. David Bowie, dead. David Bowie. Pretty good. Uh, Prince and David Bowie both seemed... Like people that would never die. Well, probably because they're on t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're everywhere. Their their yeah. images everywhere. So I think that that helps your legacy. Where you and they just... both were not aging. They were. I mean, Prince they could both... barely walk, dude. Prince had a cane. Like he could barely walk. Like but he they always looked body. good, though, Dustin. They, they looked great. Yeah, they did. They always had like cool clothes and stuff, yeah. and their hair. Their hair was cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's you know they're one of the few. I guess they're technically boomers and they age well. But uh, and then it's Johnny the drugs. Cash, Johnny Cash. He didn't age. Johnny Cash. No, he, he was old out. when he was young. True. He's got old face here. He's like 26 <laughs> here. Yeah, old face. <laughs> he did have old face. This is a pretty good album. It's called Mean as Hell. It's really funny. <laughs> mean got as hell. Songs that like, I write an old paint. Uh, a letter from home, mean as hell. That's a song. Twenty five. I can see ago. you putting out an album called Mean as Hell, Dustin. Really? Are yeah. you saying try to say something? <laughs> <laughs> Am I mean to you? No, not to me. Yeah, we're just I'm, we're just grumps. The two we're, we're both we're both like that. Yeah, it comes and goes. We're we're kind <laughs> kind cranky people. <laughs> Jeff is too. Jeff is in there. Adam. Oh, yeah. Adam's, Adam's nicer than all of them. <laughs> <laughs> just he's just nice guy. He just tries to ignore his problems, but um, right. therapy soon. I try. <laughs> he doesn't want to address anything. Ah, uh, what are we doing today? Uh, dead stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. I got to find my thing. <laughs> uh, let's do. But we'll do both songs at the same time, so people can go a little longer. So uh, we'll do Jeff first, and just do your two songs, and then just kind of do whatever you were planned on doing. So let's start the Death Day uh, Comedy Hub Twitch Dustin's Vinyl. Uh, here we go. Let's go. What do you got, Jeff? Okay, so just because uh, a couple of weeks ago, Tina Turner passed away, and I wanted to do something just like to talk about her. Um, you, Anthony, when you said that people always seem to be around, Tina Turner was one of those people. She always seemed to be mm-hmm. around to, for me. You know, for as, as long as I've been alive and you know I was into music, Tina Turner was always there, whether it been with uh, Ike and Proud Mary and 
or uh, when she was uh, uh, in uh, Tommy and was the acid queen, you know, she always had seemed to be around. And then in, uh, was it 84? She comes back at the age of 44 years old, puts out a private dancer and has like, you know, a, you know, a resurgence and has the biggest success in her career. Um, so the this, this two songs that I picked were songs that were a little bit later. You know, they both come like, you know, a few years after her, her major comeback. And one was uh, What You See, What You Get Is What You See, uh, is off the uh, Break Every Rule album uh, in 1986. You know, this is the follow-up to Private Dancer. Um, the song was written to kind of like break around to a different market. It was written more as a country song with like an up-tempo uh, rock feel to it. Um, she was supposed to get Eric Clapton to play guitar on it, um, but you know, he, you know, conflicts. He didn't get there in time. So Terry Britton, who wrote the you know the uh, song, he also wrote uh, "Private Dancer." Uh, he played the guitar and produced the, the record, um, and it's a song that she loved. You know, she had stated this in several different interviews and articles, and it, you know, I, I really like it because it just showed a different side of her. Um, I think with the, the two songs that I picked, the thing about Tina Turner was she was always herself. You know, uh, in the second song that I picked is like, I don't want to fight. Um, she kind of metal mellows a little bit, but she's still soulful. You know, she still has that heart. This, you know, none of this, she didn't put out like this, this trife stuff. She didn't put out anything that like, I don't think like she connected to, like, I don't want to fight was written by Lulu. Uh, she, you know, wrote the song and performed uh, To Sir With Love. And I Don't Want to Fight was originally supposed to be a Sade song. And Sade oh. passed on it and Tina took it and made it her own. Um, ironically, this becomes her last major charting song in the top 10. And this was released in 1993. Uh, but you could hear her voices again. She's not as as roar and, and rocking like uh, Acid Queen or anything that she did mm -hmm. earlier, but but it is still like a really very vulnerable song. You know, I don't want to fight. You know, just like, like her whole life, she kind of seemed like she was she was fighting, you know, and sometimes literally fighting. And now this is like near the end of her career, not the end of her career, I mean, but it, it, was, it was to be the end of her career. You know, a few years later, she winds up getting sick. In uh, 2016, she winds up, uh, uh, she she gets married. A couple months later, she gets a stroke, um, has to go on dialysis. A husband uh, donates a, a liver to her. And she just, like I said, died in uh, May, a couple of weeks ago. So those were my two picks. And I just kind of felt like, you know, she's always been around. I, always, I was never a huge Tina Turner fan, but I always respected her. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I mean, rest in peace, Tina. She's probably the best performer we've had in the past century. Like, amazing. Um, is the thing is, I love everything about Tina Turner. 
Um, I love her story. I love her fight. I love what she did for music. I love her comeback. I love everything, you know, getting away from Ike and then being super successful and like all the things that she did and, and her acting and her stuff. But I, I just, I, I'm not crazy about the music. Um, I feel like if I was a middle-aged divorcee, um, I might enjoy Tina Turner a little bit more. I feel like <laughs> so- she... She was kind of an anthem for like a lot of women, really, when she came back and like what's love got to do with it and all that stuff. And uh, simply, simply the best, I think, is one probably one of my more favorite songs. I think it's just kind of a catchy, fun song. But I, and I to be I don't want to be a jerk, but I kind of like the Ike Tina stuff. You know, that's the old old stuff that I like. Proud Mary and all that stuff when she was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I just like the instrumentals of it where I feel like the 80s. You know, Tina was really a, that music of the 80s. And so yeah. I feel like it kind of got caught up with that synthy kind of like polished kind of poppy MTV sound, which I would love to hear Tina with like a more soulful, like bluesy, you know, acoustic, something unplugged. Like I would love to hear. I wish Tina had done some more experimental stuff, like even if like, you know, just just even like Adele's band or something like some just some sort of like a different sound with Tina's voice. I would have appreciated, uh, you know, I wish that would I wish she would have gone out like that. Like whereas Johnny and some of the other Johnny Cash and stuff where they experimented with other producers and stuff and you got to hear their music with a different sound. That would have been cool to hear with Tina. But mm. I mean, but nobody's more of an entertainment. She was like the female James Brown. Like she would just crush it and dance around. And she was like phenomenal, you know, best right. legs in the biz. You she know, did do the, a- she did cover uh, Al Green, and she did a, a really good version of "Let's Spend the Night Together" with uh, Jagger. In fact, when okay. she died, Jagger even uh, said yeah. some words about her. And he, she opened the Stones tour in '81. Uh, you know? Okay, but but you know she, yeah. she did get out there. But but I mean, you're right about her music of in the '80s and '90s. It was very much of the time. It is very very synth. Um, I don't put that on her. I put it more on the producer, but it was of the time and it's soul. And, you know, she, yeah, she was successful. No. So, yeah, I but I get what you're saying. No, 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 dude, I'm not taking anything away from her. She's a queen uh, of pop and all that stuff. I just like, you know, but I'm not just, I'm not in my car cranking up Tina Turner. You know what I mean? I'm just like, it's just not, it's just not something that I, I respond to. And I don't like a lot of 80s music. I only like the new wave stuff. And so a lot of that pop stuff, you know, I'm just not into, but she was great. And she definitely was, you know, somebody to come back at 44 like that and to be big as Madonna and all that. stuff. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just crazy what she did. Her story's crazy. It's like it's like uh, the Foreman story. Like, it's crazy. She right. came back like that's that. That's a good comparison. Yeah. It's just like, you know, to do that in pop when it's all about young and this and that. So it's right. pretty impressive. Right. Adam, what do you think about Tina? Um, you know, I have a lot of the same feelings that you do about her. Uh, I'm not really... I'm not really that much into her music. It's not my kind of music. I I appreciate it. And I mean, Tina Turner for me is more 80s nostalgia than than really anything else. Uh, I mean, she was just kind of everywhere. Um, but I mean, the the one song that I, I do like is um, uh, We Don't Need Another Hero from Thunderdome, <laughs> which I'm sure is not is kind of maybe one of her cheesier songs. But but I, don't know, I have a soft spot for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah her acting was good i wish she'd acted more i thought she yeah. was great in that if she was like yeah just such a pres- an icon i mean this like talk about a legacy you know it was great yeah that's a that's a pretty good soundtrack though i think there's some other good stuff on that i don't know if she did a couple of songs i think she did a couple of songs on that i feel like she did yeah, the ending see. credits 
as well as the the main theme song for that. But uh, yeah, she was all over that movie. That was a pretty good one. I thought that it was that was the third one, right? Yeah, third Mad Max. That was good. Anthony, Tina seems to be your jam. I see you like jamming out to Tina by yourself, just Simply putting on wigs and stuff. Just... Yeah. <laughs> I you know I mean I I think I feel similar to to all you guys. Yeah. She's somebody that I uh, appreciate as an entertainer more than I have ever sat down to listen to her music. Although the you know the Ike and Tina stuff was was pretty good. Uh, yeah. uh, what is it? Uh, but you like cheesy the, stuff. I mean, Proud you like Mary Lizzo. And, Proud Mary, yeah. Proud, yeah River did Deep, she, Mountain High. Did they write that or was that <laughs> no, a Credence that was John song? Fogarty. That's Fogarty. That was Credence? But she yeah. kind of yeah. owned it, you know. Yeah, it's a better version. But I grew up, I guess, during her comeback. So I heard some of that stuff on the radio. You know, What's Love Got to Do With It? Simply the Best, uh, Private Dancer. But mostly, I feel like I mostly heard all of those songs on uh, commercials for compilation albums, you know? Mm-hmm. So it would just be like the little snippet. It would just be like, music, music dancer, now. dancer for money. <laughs> and then it would just move on to the next 80s hit or whatever. Oh, okay. Those, you know, those compilations, like, finally, 80s hits all yep. on one <laughs> CD. Time, time Warner. <laughs> time Warner, best of the 80s. Yeah. Oh, That's I heard. You guys don't remember that, the music now? They had those. Yeah, oh, of course. now, yeah. yeah. Now that's what I call yeah. music. That's what, that's I, call what music. I call music. That's what I call. Yeah. So that's probably where I heard her music the most is on those compilations. Tina on the Turner. commercials for the compilations. Very cool. Um, yeah, I'll go. I, you know, it's so funny. It's like I, tr- I'm, I feel like I'm the only one that does this, but I'll pick music that you know I'm familiar with, but I'm not necessarily like a fan of. And I'll just see if I like it, you know, from like, you know, music that I choose. I'll be like, all right, do I like this song or whatever? So um, David Crosby died, I think, uh, a couple months ago. And I was just trying to kind of like, you know, research kind of the music and stuff. And I have some albums and stuff. And uh, the first song, um, yeah, it was, uh, let's see, let's see. Did we do Laughing, the original which one did we do? Oh, everyone has been burned. That was uh, from the birds. And, um, you know, don't know if I like this song. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, you know, it's so funny when you go back in time, you think like when things, you know, when this came out though, it was like, uh, it was different than anything that was happening. Like it was, uh, you know, I read a little bit about it. It's kind of a, had kind of a jazzier uh, sound than most pop music at the time and stuff. And he's kind of a legend of this, you know, kind of sixties music and stuff. And so, yeah, I, I just felt like it didn't break at all. It was just like this melodic thing that just kind of kept going. And, uh, I enjoyed it. I feel like until like, uh, again, that the drugs were so much better back then. So I feel like you could, <laughs> You could just do drugs and then this music would make more sense. <laughs> and so when you're not, when it's 2023 and you're sober, you put this on, you're like, ah, okay, is that it? All right. I thought it was going to break into something. But I do know that he's important. I know that, uh, you know, Crosby's still in Nash and the birds. And, you know, he's this guy that kind of created, you know, this important sound of the 60s and early 70s. And so he's he's a, he's crucial, you know, he's Springsteen caliber. He's Neil Young caliber, you know, like he's a guy that 
you know, kind of like brought us music and probably people inspired people to do other great music and then brought in so many, I think invented the super group, you know? And so I feel like, uh, you know, that is pretty cool. Um, the second song laughing, uh, also a song I didn't like very much. Uh, I tried, <laughs> I tried to like it. Um, I felt like I liked it a little bit better than the other one. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is off David Crosby's uh, solo album. Uh, first of all, let's go back to The Birds. The Birds was the original Birds of Roger McGinn, Jen, Gene Clark, David Crosby, Chris Hillman, and Michael Clark. And, um, you know, that was a great band. I think people talk about The Birds. I can't get into it. Um, and then <laughs> Laughing is a track off uh, David Crosby's first solo album. Um, if I can only remember my name. That was uh, you could tell he was drinking. Um, so yeah, it's <laughs> it's good. <laughs> and what's cool about this song is um, he was hanging out with George Harrison, and Harrison was on this Indian kick and guru stuff and the Maharishi Mashi Yogi or whatever. And so you know the Beatles went on to do all this meditation with him and Paul McCartney and John Lennon. They you know they 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 they, they tend they kind of pushed out George Harrison a little bit with his like because he was like too much into this Indian stuff and the, all this guru shit. But I guess Crosby was into it because again you know probably just doing good drugs with George Harrison. So this song is kind of inspired by that because they had a good relationship and it's called laughing. So I assume they were laughing and having a good time. So I like this a little bit more. I feel it has a little bit more kind of groove to what I like, but again, it was interesting. Uh, rest in peace, David Crosby, but I just couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't get into it. Uh, now 86 was released in May. What does that mean? Um, oh, oh, we're talking, we're going back to the, uh, yeah, now, now music. All right, guys, you got to catch up with us a little bit. We're past that. <laughs> but, uh, we're talking about George Harrison doing drugs and, uh, with David Crosby and talking Indian meditation stuff and writing songs called laughing. But anyway, that's what I got. Uh, and it was a horrible, you know, tribute to David Crosby and, <laughs> but I know he's amazing, but I just, I don't know, you know, it's just that I'm just being honest. Uh, and you guys should try this sometime. Try to pick it out somebody you don't really like, you don't really know much about, and then try to see if you like it. I think that's an interesting concept here. All right, Anthony, you, what are you, a Crosby guy? I can't tell. You got his uh, facial hair. You know, well, here's the thing I didn't know that he was in the birds. Mm, the birds is a band that I obviously have been aware of, but I never really tried to listen to the birds. Mm. Um, just not interested for some reason. This, this song was fine. And the solo song was fine, but I, I kind of like um, Crosby, Stills. I believe it's Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, the Deja Vu album. Is yeah, that Young? that's no Young. I don't think no Young. Is on oh, that. okay. Crosby, Stills and Nash. I found the CD of that album when I was a kid in the street, and oh that was how I had the CD. Uh, you living in the street or what? <laughs> no, I was just walking, and I saw oh, okay. it had it was in the case, but the cover the the cover was missing, but it was the back part of the case and the CD, and it was in perfect condition. And I saw it. I was like, oh, I've heard of this album. And so uh, I took it home. This was, you know, this even before Napster. This was before, yeah. this is like mid-90s. So um, I was just a little kid. But um, uh, I like that album. That has uh, Our, uh, Our House and all those. So that, that's what I like more than, than this stuff. But uh, this was fine. Yeah, I mean, and there's people that just love this kind of music, you know, yeah. and they just do goo goo gaga over it. 
you know, yeah. so that's why I was more interested in him than, you know, I would have chose somebody else, but I was just curious, you know, it's more like taking, and he was always around either, you know, he was, he did uh serious XM a lot. John Fugel saying like, you know, he was always political and, hmm. you know, kind of an activist and fighting for rights and things like that. So, you know, I think that was definitely something that made him appealing. Uh, Jeff. Okay. Um, yeah, not a big fan of David Crosby, um, but I appreciate his his talent, if that makes sense. You yeah. know, I, I mean, he obviously has a beautiful voice. I thought the two songs that you picked were very, very haunting. Um, I liked the Bird song a lot more than I liked uh, um, Laughing. Uh, I thought the Bird song was really good. I love, I love uh, Roger McGuinn. I thought his solo stuff was really good. I think that was produced. Was that, Adam, maybe you know more than I did. Was that produced by either George Harrison or Jeff Lynn? Or even, Tom, no, Tom Lynn, Petty. I'm sorry. Tom Petty did Tom produce Petty. it. And it had that Tom Petty sound. I loved it. Um, you know, he had a song called King of the Hill. But David Crosby, um, later in his life, I thought he was, you know, he, I appreciated his honesty and his outspokenness, but I didn't agree with a lot of what he said. I didn't like his criticism of uh, Eddie Van Halen when he after he died. Um, oh, well, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, yeah he kind of he kind of like referred to uh, Eddie Van Halen almost as a hack, and I thought that was uncool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, kind of kind of off base there. Um, but as wow, far, but, that's but, rude. but as far as, yeah, but I don't far feel as bad as, saying that I just don't really care about his music. Then <laughs> all right. <laughs> but you know also, I saw Crosby, Stills and Nash. It was the only concert I ever didn't stay for the end to. I really went to go oh, see the fabulous cool. Thunderbirds who had opened up for them. That Hilarious. was Jimmy Ray Vaughan's band, sure. and they were great. Yeah. Jimmy thought, Ray Vaughan. Yeah, that's Stevie Ray's uh, brother. Oh, it's like a Jim Belushi sort of situation. No, no, they no, were good. Man. They were no. good on their own. Jimmy's great, dude. Yeah, Is he? Good, I, I never yeah, heard of him. This I wasn't didn't... Jim Belushi. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, they, would, they should have been better than they were. They were bigger than they were, but they were really, really good. Yeah. And, and he's not a blues guy. He doesn't yeah. follow blues I much. never even heard of, uh, yeah. what did you say, the thun- Fabulous Thunderbirds? Yeah, that was Jimmy Ray yeah. uh, Vaughn's yeah. band. No idea. And they, and they were on tour. They opened up for Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And when they kind of got back together. But, I mean, the early stuff, like Off of Deja Vu, Our House, that, I mean, that's all classic, beautiful oh, yeah. song. Ships, uh, what was that song? Wooden Ships, great song. You know, Crosby can sing, man. He was a great singer. Undeniable. Okay? Um, yeah. And like I said, you, you you know, I guess the theme was death, and you picked two of the most haunting songs you can find, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they were like the most popular songs. But they I, had, haunting, yeah. I had never – you. this was – one I of the mean, only, I think according the only to I my research, you know, I didn't, I didn't know uh, any of these two songs. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't know these songs either. Yeah, well, there's that one that's big, the ship or something. Ship. Well, wouldn't ship, but that was Crosby Stills Nash. But these, the two songs yeah. that you picked for us yeah. to listen to, I didn't, I didn't know either one of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't either. That's why I picked them. I was trying but was, to, but it was cool listening to something yeah. different. Yeah, it's like it's interesting when you do that. You're just like, oh, okay, let me see. All right, Adam. All right. So uh, just like Anthony, I knew, um, you know, Crosby from Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, but I didn't know that he was in the birds also. And, um, um, you know, I only knew the birds kind of as, you know, they covered Dylan. They, they, um, you know, they had the turn, 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 um, Tim, Mr. Tambourine man. But um, I really liked everybody's been burned. I always like kind of gravitate a bit more towards that psychedelic sound. And, um, and so immediately I went right to uh, Younger Than Yesterday, the the album that is off of uh, Apple Music. When I was reading about it on Apple Music, they were saying uh, it's kind of like their Sergeant Pepper. So I was like, oh, this should be pretty interesting. I, I got through about two tracks and shut it off. It was <laughs> a tough, <laughs> tough listen. 
But I do like, but I do like everybody's been burned. I thought it was good. I liked it more than laughing. Um, I, I definitely have to check out more yep. David Crosby stuff. Yeah, that's how it was with the Bee Gees Sgt. Pepper uh, album. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> two songs. I was like, oh, okay. boy. Man, I was just bad. reading about that one, too. <laughs> oh, Rolling yeah. Stone had it as one of the worst decisions in music, in music history. Oh, easy. Wow. And Corey Feldman's still alive. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need to do some Corey Feldman uh, talk oh, on no. the show. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there, Jeff. We'll get there, Jeff. I want to. I want to. I want to let you just go. So I want that to happen for you. I'm. I'm rooting for it. So we'll. We'll have to figure out a way to do that. Uh, cool. So let's go, Anthony. All right. So I picked. Um, this, this. So this was tough because I had to find something. It had to be somebody who died this year. So I yeah. sort of did what you were talking about, Dustin, where I picked a band that I I was aware of but didn't get Great. super into until I like it. until now. So I picked uh television. I picked uh Sino Evil and Friction, mm-hmm. both songs from the Marquee Moon album. Um, which I'd kinda heard a little bit before, but I you know, I just, I, I didn't pay that much attention. I always kind of just knew they were in, oh, he's got it on vinyl. There we go. <laughs> Adam's nice got work. it on vinyl. You can I used to have it on receipt. C- we'll, uh, we'll give you money for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I had it on CD. Like somebody gave it to me or something. I had a CD copy a long time ago, but I, w- I didn't really know the album that well. But this is, uh, it's very influential um, in the, the post-punk uh, mm-hmm. sort of, uh, I guess I was looking to see how influential we're talking. And uh, this is Michael Stipe's second favorite album. Um, this uh, influenced John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. uh, Echo and the Bunny Men. Uh, uh, say this is a, a big influence. And um, so this, and I believe also that this album was recorded, a lot of it was recorded live in mm-hmm. the studio. Um, which I think what is year, what is year did this cool. album come out? Uh, this seventy uh, seven. Oh, wow. So they were like you know coming up through the the CBGBs New York City nice. kind of scene, um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. It's like it is. It came out in seventy seven, but I find this to sound very contemporary. A lot of the the yeah. indie bands now that are that are playing, or even from the last you know ten or twenty years, even all kind of sound like this. Like this is kind of what the Strokes sounded mm-hmm. like. This is kind of what um, new indie rock still sounds like. So it's it's pretty cool, you know. Even though it's 1977, it's pretty uh, pretty timeless what they were doing. Yeah, I uh, out of all the songs that we you know picked today, this you know these two songs I probably like the most. This band I liked. I felt like uh, I'm I'm a sucker for like a English mod band. You know, I oh feel yeah, like it's you know it's very similar. Boomtown Rats kind of sound like it's got a oh, lot yeah. of you know kind of that English sound. That's uh, it, it didn't it, it didn't strike me as anything that I hadn't heard. I feel like as there was an English sound that this sounded like. And I feel like a lot of bands kind of sounded like this then and now. 
But um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. I felt like it was uh, yeah. It just didn't you know you you didn't have to like you know it, they got the songs real quick. Like it was good. And it just you know yeah. it wasn't like my song where you're like oh god is it gonna be over soon? But <laughs> I feel it was it was good. It was like a yeah just good English modern you know seventies music I guess. Uh, which never it's, it is it is timeless. I feel. Uh, and yeah. Adam, you got the, you have the album, so you got to give yeah. me a deep perspective on this. What do you what do you think about this? Yeah. There we go. So, Marquee Moon, and um, you know, every time I got to these songs in the playlist, every time I got to uh, See No Evil and Friction, immediately I would just jump right to Marquee Moon, just play it front to back. It's a perfect album. Um, you know, I mean, Tom Verlaine is just is a. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention no. he's the one that died. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So he was the lead vocal. That's the whole band died. That's right. why you didn't say anything. Freak accident. And um, yeah, so he, he was uh, Tom Verlaine was the lead vocals and guitarist of Television, and uh, just I mean, hugely influential. I mean, you, you know, Anthony talked about some of them, but uh, you know, REM. There's there would be no REM. There would be no Sonic Youth. There would be no Strokes without without Television, without this album. Uh, I mean, this is considered one of the greatest um, debut albums of all time. It's kind of like, um, in a way, it's like for a New York City album, it's kind of like um, uh, the Velvet Underground and Nico, where it's so yeah. influential. But at the time, it was just a commercial failure. I mean, nobody, I think, I, I forget, I think they maybe sold maybe 80,000 copies of this when it first came out. That's but, crazy. Um, but it's, um, yeah, for me, this is a, uh, I'd wanted to get this one for a while. I picked it up and it's kind of a, it was like a desert island album for me. Um, wow. I don't know what it is about it, but it's like this Dark Side of the Moon, Kid A, like those yeah. albums I could just put on, listen front to back, and just completely drawn into it. Uh, the yeah, Adam, how'd you find this band? Like, how did I don't know. you know what it was a lot of I go through a lot of lists, and um, this okay. was on a lot of lists of the best albums from the 70s, and it would be up pretty high, and and then a lot of it too was um a lot of the bands I listened to in the early 2000s um, would always cite this as one of their influences when a lot of the, you know, especially in the New York scene, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them say television or the New York dolls or, you know, a lot of the CBGB bands. And, uh, and I mean, this is, this is one of the more in one of the most influential CBGB bands also. Wow. That they kind of push them into, uh, you know, this kind of punk. And it, it's kind of strange because when you listen to it, it doesn't sound conventionally like punk but it is it's kind of the you know it's kind of the start of this post-punk but um closer to the clash probably yeah you know? yeah the clash is probably the closest to them cool. it's weird that it's considered post-punk even though it came out in 77 which was pretty much right at the beginning of punk right <laughs> yeah that's kind of on there. uh jeff you seem skeptical about this <laughs> yeah i i hate this band uh <laughs> I hate this band. I hate this record. Oh I hate everything God. you said, Adam. I really do. Um, wow. <laughs> this was really bad. In fact, See No Evil, I thought was redone recently by Ghost. I think Ghost does it better. It sounds better. It has a bigger sound. Um, if I'm going to go with bands of that of that ilk, of that of that same time period, I like Elvis Costello better. I like Blondie better. I like the Ramones better. I Fine. hate Sure, but only one of Adam. these people okay. died this year. Okay? No, no, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not telling you this <laughs> is better than Elvis Costello. Like, like, oh, the, the, the Tom Verlaine and, and 
and television, they, they write no hooks. I'm the only good thing about these songs was short. Um, <laughs> well, listen to what, a, what a memorial episode, guys! <laughs> I really <laughs> just oh, I, not, the music. I picked the I short ones, they're not all short. Oh, Marky was, Moon is like eight minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 thought, I just thought this band was always so overrated man i don't i don't oh, get the connection overrated. how are this they overrated I, I thought they're jeff overrated. doesn't think they're anything's overrated. overrated they're not the overrated 80, 80, is not no, overrated. here's the reason why here's the reason why because all the critics were like man you gotta check out um <laughs> the, the television oh man <laughs> yo you the, the public doesn't know you know these <laughs> are tastemakers <laughs> trying to force this shit down our throat it's wow. Thanks. I'm a I little confused one. by you. I'd rather talking... listen to Kiss, Van Halen, the cars that all came out around the this cars. time. To they all came the... out a year later. Well, this this was... was out before. I it's... love the cars. The cars are great. But yeah, we had but to I pick... am not a fan of this. I am really not. I put this I... on. I got so mad. I can't believe you got <laughs> so mad. And no, I... I wanted it to be better. I was like, maybe as I'm getting older, I'm mellowing, and I'm. I think it was I'm... better than Tina Turner. It was definitely not better than Tina Turner. There's no way this was yeah, better. It was so no, much better. This was better than Tina Turner. No, <laughs> absolutely. And then I had him listen, like, this is so typical Anthony. It wasn't Anthony. Oh, it was Anthony. Sorry. This it was, this was Anthony. Anthony. They're the same and, person. One has the right. album and one picked it. <laughs> and then, of course, Adam's got to be like, oh, because we talked about it, Adam and I. Yeah, we right? talked about it the other day. He, he was oh, so excited. God. He's like, oh, look what I got. I, I got the, the Marky Moon. I'm like, you're so stupid. Where are you getting that Marky Moon? <laughs> you're so stupid. I hate it. I, oh, I just God, don't do I understand how you, you were like making fun of critics, like yes. in this album, but yes. you were like a music industry suit so don't you you can't go against the critics like that i could if go the against the critics i've got the cri- I could, critics I on my own i don't have to over the, to the years the, the sales what what else is there critics loved it over the years it became a classic oh yeah you're, anthony you're you're like a suit so what what is there? What don't you <laughs> like? Was it like it wasn't just a suit? He was also it's, a roadie and like he works. He worked every aspect of it. So I've, he's, I've, I've been just around this. Suit. I've yeah. been this around this my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I, you know, I guess for me my my taste and me and you obviously have different tastes. I like hooks. I like I yeah. like choruses. You know. Yeah. I like I like I like the verses. I, I like I like there's something to be catchy. I find nothing to be catchy. I don't think he. I didn't think there was a great guitar player. I didn't think there was a great singer in here. You know, like I loved Dio. Okay, that's a band that I've just been like well, really Dio vibrant. and television, pretty different. Exactly. So I mean, just because I don't like it, then, you, know, you guys could you're fine for listening to this horrible music. Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be dumbasses, <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, uh, <laughs> wait, what do you want me to do? You want me to lie? About, I really didn't like it. Yes, we want you to lie. No, I, the whole show is a lie. The show is a lie. Well, good for you hating it. It makes the show spicy. I like it. <laughs> um, wow. All right, Adam, bring us home. Oh, all right. <laughs> After that, I, good yeah. luck. All right. Well, I did pick an artist that I know Jeff likes. So um, I went with, uh, and this is actually an artist that um, I hadn't heard in a, in a very long time. Um, you know, I, I, I heard this artist, uh, my father used to be really into folk rock. Uh, he would play a lot of Harry Chapin. He would play a lot of, um, um, you know, James Taylor, Bob Dylan, but he would also play Gordon Lightfoot. And, um, so Gordon Lightfoot was a, a Canadian singer, songwriter and folk icon. He kind of, um, helped define the, the folk pop sound of the sixties and seventies. 
and he became one of the most successful uh, recording artists of the 70s. Um, and, and uh, you know, kind of learning about him, what I, what I was amazed by was the artists that really kind of embraced him, which, um, you know, Bob Dylan was a huge fan of his. Um, Elvis covered um, Early Morning Rain. And um, uh, these were two I was surprised at. Duran Duran and The Replacements were both um, huge uh, Gordon Lightfoot fans. And actually, um, when The Replacements reunited in 2013 for the Slim uh, uh, Songs for Slim reunion EP, they covered Gordon Lightfoot's I'm Not Saying. Um, but um, yeah, so he, uh, he debuted in 66. His first hit was If You Could Read My Mind in 1970. You know, it's, uh, it became his, uh, you know, his first commercial breakthrough. And it, it's a, a personal song. Uh, it's a beautiful song, but it's also like a, a kind of a grief song, a folky pop song about his deteriorating marriage, his impending divorce. And um, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been covered hundreds of times. I mean, one, probably one of the most, uh, I think it's Barbara Streisand's version is one of the most well-known. Uh, Johnny Cash covered it um, in, in his later years. Really, a kind of haunting version too. In it's a haunting song, song. The first too. thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Who sang? Yeah. Who who did that version? It was it, it was. it was. It got a revival on the '54 soundtrack, but it was um, just kind of like one of these like '80s uh, uh, disco bands, you know, that that did it. It was no one really big. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. But yeah, it opened up the song to a whole new generation of people who wouldn't, wouldn't have listened to that song otherwise. And when I first heard Johnny Cash's version, I didn't even think about that Gordon Lightfoot had done the song. I was thinking about that disco version of it. And um, but uh, and, and you know, what? even uh, when I was reading about it, they said Frank Sinatra even attempted to cover it, but he gave up. He said it was the song was too long. But um, <laughs> um, so, like yeah, Jeff. so. Right. <laughs> Um, and then the, uh, the other song I picked was sundown in 1974. This was actually his highest charting song. Um, and it's, uh, it's unique cause it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty dark, you know, it's, it's a up as upbeat hooks, but it's a pretty, it's pretty dark lyrical, uh, lyrically it's pretty dark, uh, pretty much about his toxic relationship with his girlfriend at the time. And, um, you know, it's, uh, what's interesting is that it was, it, it was folk rock, but it was infused with country. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a song that, um, became a huge hit. Um, I think it was, it, it was his biggest, his next biggest hit was, uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald in 76, but, um, you know, he's got, he's got great songs. Um, you know, a lot of songs about a great storyteller, a lot of songs about solitude and, and unhappy relationships. Probably why, why I like a lot of his music. Or at least the <laughs> stuff I heard. <laughs> Adam likes that cutter music. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is another interesting one. Like you hear the name all the time and I love all the people he inspired, but I'm not quite sure if I love his music. Wow. Um, I feel like, um, you know, what's that? The song, what's the second song you did? Sundown. Sundown. That's the popular one, right? Yeah. That's the one that's always on uh, every 
car trip that you take some, you know, they're playing it on some oldies, but goodies station. Um, yeah, it's, it's good, but it's, you know, it's, I feel that song's great. Cause we've just heard it so long and it's mm-hmm. definitely intricate music and it's good. I just, I don't know. It's another one that, uh, I don't know. I think I, I'd rather listen to Neil Diamond. I think, um, I think I would <laughs> go some other right. direction. I think, cause it is kind of like, it's, it's a little heavy and it's like, it, I guess it's part of a lot of that Vietnam music is kind of uh it's similar to me it has that sound you know where it's just like uh you know a lot of depressing things were happening and so i feel like a lot of this music you know kind of echoes that this state of the world and stuff which is great i think that's what music's supposed to do but i don't know if it's something i can lock into um anthony you gordon lightfoot fan i hate it Everybody who listens to it is stupid, <laughs> but if you want to have bad taste, that's okay with me, too. <laughs> oh, Anthony, get guys' feelings hurt. I'm sorry, Anthony. <laughs> no, no, he's actually I, being funny, Jeff. <laughs> no, I, I thought this was fine. Um, I don't know that... I, I So I didn't know this stuff uh, before. I, I hadn't heard these songs. Um, I don't know that this is going to make me seek out more of his stuff but it was cool to to listen to it is i have always heard his name but i couldn't really name it you know if you were like name three songs i wouldn't be able to i couldn't do it i wouldn't be able I, could, to. I couldn't do it so i'm glad i heard him i'm not like in a rush to seek out more one thing that i don't know maybe i'm alone in this one thing that kind of bothered me is that on his album cover he wore sandals Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't like the Sundown album cover. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a big sandals guy. I saw the photo. Like I would never buy that album based on the cover where he's just <laughs> sitting there. Do you wear sandals, his... Anthony? No, I don't. Me, me neither. No, never. Really? You, got, you guys have ugly feet. What's going on? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I just don't like. I just don't think. I don't like sandals. sandals. I wear Crocs, Jeff. Don't you? I'll never wear Crocs. And I don't wear sandals. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Have, I don't own Crocs either. Well, I believe Jeff might be a big Gordon Lightfoot fan. I am a huge Gordon. I, wow, I think the two you, songs, despite the sandals, yeah, I think I think the, <laughs> I think the two songs that you picked were excellent. I'm you know I'm glad you didn't pick uh, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald because it would have been too obvious. Great, mm-hmm. great song by the way, phenomenal song. Um, you, you don't get too many songs with the with the lyric "Gitchy Gumi" in it. Yep. Okay, and he rhymed it with gloomy. All right, so you, you, don't, you don't see. You don't see I dare to find another lyric like that. Um, I, I just looked up um, the the if I, you can read your mind version. The one that made it big was uh, Stars on Fifty Four. Remember Stars on Fifty Four? They used to cover and do disco versions of popular songs. And in the movie, it was a uh, Viola Willis uh, who, who who did that in Fifty Four. But I mean. If you could read my mind is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. I mean, it is just it, it is flawless. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, his voice is perfect. His phrasing, his lyrics. He's the Canadian Bob Dylan. He's he's he was tremendous. Um, and uh, Carefree Highway is just another one of those yeah. songs where it's just it's poetry and it it you know i understand you know i understand like the the mood that dustin was talking about the that whole vietnam stuff and it, he he writes about heavy subjects you know, you're not going to be in a you're in a good mood after but i do think after listening to if you can read my mind it's like man they you know the singer songwriter it just is not around anymore not yeah. that this caliber i mean he was really something special 
And uh, I, I loved, loved his music. Anytime I hear something, I'm just, man, he was so good. And he's one of the artists that I regret not seeing because I don't, I don't think I appreciate him until a little later on in life. Yeah, I got him confused with like three other dudes. Like I just, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that though. <laughs> I just one of them is Lori Lightfoot, right? <laughs> she, uh, what's the one? levy Big to the foot. metal? The levy Big was foot. dry. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, Don Ma, Don McLean. Don McLean, yeah, I yeah, thought that was like I the same guy. That. They have like similar whatever. But we only have a few minutes, but um, I actually um, I listened to the new Foo Fighters album. But here we are. Um, and you know what? I, I usually don't like the Foo Fighters. I've sh I've shit on the Foo Fighters a lot on the show, and I really like this album. I think yeah. this is a very fine Foo Fighters album. Uh, so, as there's tribute to Taylor Hopkins. Uh, the last song "Rest" is phenomenal. It's like really melodic, and then it kind of goes into this Queen kind of theatrical thing because he loved Queen. Uh, "Under You" is a great song because he was uh, kind of a Beatles nut, so it's kind of it has kind of a Beatles sound mm -hmm. to it. You can see a lot of influence in that. But this whole album, top to bottom, really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it, I take back a lot of what I've said about the Foo Fighters. I feel like. But I do feel they finally got it together. <laughs> this album <laughs> is, uh, it just feels deeper than their, their other stuff. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, they're kind of doing this tribute to the drummer and stuff. And I feel it adds a little depth to them. And I always felt like they were a little too kind of poppy for me, but I really like this album. Anthony, you, you listen to this album at all? Yeah. I, um, I used to be a huge Foo Fighters fan. Um, I mean, I still love the first, I think the first three albums are perfect. And the next couple, maybe the next two or three after that, uh, pretty good. Um, but this, I, they put out a, a few stinkers over the last uh, bunch of years. And I think this is probably the best one in at least 10 years. Yeah, it's maybe nice. 15 years. Um, uh, I mean, it's sad. Yeah, it's uh, I like sad. I can yeah. tell I, I can tell Adam likes it because he's a sad it's, guy. Yeah, it's I've gone through almost, a few times already. <laughs> it's almost too much. Um yeah. because it's about Taylor and then it's also Dave Grohl's mom died uh, uh last year too. Okay. Pretty close to when Taylor died. So he lost two important people um very close. And so a lot of the songs are about either either of them or both of them. So um by the end of it, you're like, all right, I get it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but it's, it's a good album. I didn't feel Sounds that. Good. If, dude, if I did an album about you when you want me to kind of like, you know, all you tracks and be yeah. sad. Yeah, come on. Dude. You can't it's put like, like a, a party song in the middle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you Actually, gotta... I could. I would for you. I'd put a party song in the middle. <laughs> Just to give you a full but, tribute. Uh, but Adam, it was cool. And Dave Grohl yeah. plays the drums on this, which is cool yeah, to hear him do. That's great. Uh, Adam, what'd you think? I mean, I've gone through this album a few times. I, I think it's definitely one of their better albums, probably one of their best since the early since the early two thousands. Um, maybe since after um, nothing, there's nothing left to lose or one by one. And uh, you know, it's really, it's um, you know, kind of anthemic grief rock. I mean, it's you can sing along to some of this stuff, even though it's pretty heavy. Uh, you know, there's heavy undercurrents of it. Kind of reminds me of um, of Springsteen's The Rising, also, which is another album that you know, was about processing grief, but was made, you know, as a, um, like as an arena rock album. And, um, you know, this is a, this, the album gets, you know, the album 
is pretty good, to, you know, front to back. And what's really interesting is the song "The Teacher," which is about his mother. But um, it's a uh, something that's very different from what the Foo Fighters did. I think the song's almost ten minutes long or so. And yes, it's uh, yeah. I mean, this is a great album. I hope um, you know, right now There's it's a one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. There's a video yeah. for that song. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorites so far of this year. You know, Anthony said it best when he said, like, you know, I think the Foo Fighters really peaked their first three, four albums and the last couple, they really did lose me. Um, I saw I was not really excited for this album. Uh, and when I heard um, and I didn't give it like a really deep listen like you did, Adam. And, you know, it just kind of seemed like more of the same. No, what, not at all. To, to me. Not I mean, we're, 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 I, I don't. I think the first couple albums were more special, you know, that, you know, you know. I, I don't I don't see it in this one. Did you really listen to it, Jeff? No. <laughs> Did you not? Oh, I knew he didn't yeah. listen to it. You always make it up. All right, everybody. Jeff makes it up every time. I can always tell when he had to listen to it. He just because he he's got nothing to say and he always has something to say. So more of the right, same. Uh, not the same, same but not really the same. Shut you know up. What can I, say I gotta, gotta go to the radio up. station. Take All care, right, guys. everybody. <laughs> Thank you for watching us here on Comedy Hub and listen to us on our podcast. Uh, I believe we drop on thursdays thursdays yep thursdays i yep. can catch a new episode um yeah like us share us everything all right everybody you guys are awesome Bye, and uh, try to stay safe out there nobody die all right we'll see you guys <laughs>